0: So I um, have <laughs> Skype call recorder um, updated because Skype updates every day and their quest to be, I don't know, new Snapchat or whatever. But because of that, dear listeners, we had a fantastic, fantastic deep dive for five and a half minutes into David Fincher's Mank. and
1: uh, I, I really think we unpacked it and um, it's just done. I, we nailed it. So let's just move on. I and think do the next film.
0: A good forty-five seconds of it was spent on Leah Schreiber's <laughs> HBO original, not HBO Max uh, RKO, RKO two eight one, which uh, I do not believe is streaming anywhere. So that would it is real... not. You yeah. have to go to
1: the secondhand bookstore to find a copy of that one. But because of the comment that you made uh, comparing it to the Larry Sanders Show, <laughs> I actually went looking for that, and it is currently available on HBO Max. So that was a happy little uh, moment. Oh, Larry Sanders. So thank you for pretty-
0: Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is there now.
1: That's cool. Apparently they worked out whatever it was that was uh, wow. holding it back before.
0: You know, that's what HBO max needs along with Wonder woman, 1984, a <laughs> little Larry Sanders for the kids as well. Yeah. I only, rem- I only said that too. Cause I remember looking for it once uh, going through my, my run through and I had to watch it on, I say had to like, it's, I was suffering uh, with these first world problems. <laughs> uh, I think it was on Amazon prime and I was like, oh, okay. So, I guess I'll do that. I'll slum it. But uh, glad. It's... Go to
1: the ghetto of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <party.
0: laughs> Glad it's back to prestige, you know, television back on HBO where it belongs. Uh, right, right
1: next to Friends. <laughs> and Great company.
0: The Big Bang Theory. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's not TV. You know, it, it's HBO. It, yes.
1: It was honestly, it was one of those things where I, I don't have HBO Max. And I was looking at the two. Options because I'm now in the mood to go back and rewatch the Larry Sanders show. And I'm looking at the DVD set of all like seven or eight seasons, whatever it was, is like $19. So it's only $4 more than the one month subscription to hmm. HBO Max. So I think that might be worth doing.
0: I know which way you're going. Some of the strangest things I have uh as far as television box sets, for those very reasons that I'm thinking, like, I don't know if this will ever stream. Uh, Looks like I got this at a Big Lots for five ninety nine. <laughs> K Street, the complete series, and I say five ninety nine. Oh my
1: God, I remember K Street. Jesus, I had forgot that George Clooney produced that, right?
0: Clooney and Soderbergh exactly yeah. produced this groundbreaking series, an experimental fusion of reality and fiction, filmed in and around the corridors of yep. power in DC. Never opened. Ten episodes on two discs. I do own it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get. It's to actually it's
1: a good show. It's interesting. Um, it would feel like if you went back and watched it now because it was about the politics of the time, You would it would really feel like you were watching some experimental fiction film made by aliens who were just observing us from another planet. Hmm. It, is, it would not hold up at all because it's very much of the moment, if I'm remembering it correctly, because it's been... 15, like 20 years, something like that.
0: Maybe longer. 2004 is the copyright on yeah, this particular box 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Years, so, yeah. Um, yeah I, maybe that would be refreshing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I would not want something that looks anything similar to the last four years. Uh, I also have, and this one is opened, the complete first season. Uh, they probably could say this is a complete series. The Mind of the Married Man. What starring and created by Mike Binder. Who, okay. What is he? The Upside of Anchor? I think I've seen that. Yeah. One. Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, good.
0: Now, why. I'll <laughs> that, tell you something about me. This one I open from Big Lots, <laughs> most assuredly. Check that out. But K Street, no. Well, too, too much.
1: I guess the strangest unopened <laughs> Blu ray box set of a television show. That's how privileged we are that we have multiples of these things um would be the unbreakable kimmy schmidt
0: wait you have a box set of that
1: i do i have a box set of that it was sent to me um it's show this on netflix so i never felt the need to open it but it was sent to me (laughs) to review so i was like um okay i've already watched the series so this will be an easy one to write out i yeah just a waste of space at this point so
0: that's something that we've talked about on this show that I think my wife is in favor of the great streaming wars because you don't have something like what else, uh, still shrink wrapped, uh, John Adams in Blu-ray with Paul Giamatti and Laura Linney. Uh, you can also, you can tell that I've, it's, it's like, uh, Although I actually do read uh, the Times because they make it pretty damn easy on my my phone with their constant notifications of guess what the president <laughs> just said. Um, so I do. I'm that, looking but,
1: forward to that going away though. Yeah, That'll yeah, be I'm, really nice.
0: I'm looking forward to being bored by you know what the president had to say again. But um, yeah, like these moods I get in where it's like John Adams. I should watch that. K Street. I should watch that. Clearly, I had no interest in them. (laughs) Like, I don't care how much, how deeply discounted they were. It might as well just be another square on a streaming provider that I just scroll past. And you know what? When I'm on a streaming service, I don't feel bad about scrolling past it. But something about the tangible discs, Mm -hmm. I felt like these need to be on my shelf. And that's just greatly dishonest. Because you know what we're here to talk about, Chris? My attraction to Sarah Paulson. (laughs) That's what we're really here to talk about. Not John Adams, not K-Street.
1: Am I a burden? What? Hey, what is going on? You do everything for me. <gasps> it's not fair. I'm your mom.
0: It's my job to take care of you when you need it This might be the one time where um, if we stay on point, uh, we could be in clear waters with our listeners because I guarantee, guarantee you they did not tune in to hear our complete coverage of K Street, the complete series. <laughs> but well, they might I think, get it. Well,
1: I, I think what we just gave is the most coverage that K Street has yeah. had in the last 14, 15 years. So, yeah, well we're good. We, we covered we'll
0: it. I to forget we Soderbergh on the show now. Does he have like a Google Alert <laughs> notification when anyone mentions K Street, maybe?
1: Is he – he has to be one of the most prolific and talented directors with forgotten works. Yeah. I mean, he's turned out so much stuff that there's stuff of his, when you go and look through his IMDB page, you go, Jesus, I forgot he did that. And I had completely forgotten that K street was one of his joints.
0: Did you check out the Meryl Streep thing on a boat?
1: (laughs) Not yet. The, uh, the new one that just came Mm -hmm. on HBO or whatever.
0: Loved it. it. Yeah. I, I, I knew nothing about it. So I won't say anything other than Meryl Streep on a boat. And I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. And, uh, I know he was involved, but, uh, you know, he, he kind of runs the gamut, uh, from what, like full frontal, like 2002, uh, to, you know, oceans 11, which I think, I think oceans 11 preceded, uh, that film. And those, you know, if you put them down from mom and pop, uh, back in the video store days, uh, you're probably gonna get a very angry reaction from full frontal. Was
1: it, wasn't sex lies and videotape his first one? If I'm remember yeah correctly? yeah yeah
0: i think i think okay. so i don't think there was anything like a uh you know like uh a... oh
1: no there was that oh god damn it there is something before that but uh, it doesn't matter um there was i can't remember the name of it now and i'm not i'm just not gonna look it up on imdb whatever it um, is but, i'm going to accuse
0: yeah. it side unseen of being like christopher nolan's following which is incredibly boring and i just choose to think oh memento that's his that's which... his opener
1: Anytime you look for following films on Google, that is the second search beneath my
0: website or podcast
1: is Christopher Nolan's film. So I see that almost daily. Ugh. I'm reminded oh, of that
0: movie. What a hell you live in! Um, I do
1: need to change the name of my show, but
0: um, let me tell you, uh, War Machine versus War Horse is available, and you can never get confused with anything else. <laughs> it's just you, if that's what they're looking for. Um, okay, Sarah Paulson.
1: Where does this attraction begin for you? Is it Run the one that put over the top for you? Does this begin early? Is it Twelve Years a Slave? Where does this attraction start?
0: I don't even remember her in Twelve Years a Slave, but wasn't I have... she? I could have sworn she, she probably. Works. I mean, that's something I watched once in theaters, and I'm like, that's yeah, that is her top hit, Unknown for. So you're absolutely right. She is Mistress okay. Epps. I am sure she's just a lovely lady in that one. Uh, based on the character name, the setting, the fact that she's incredibly white, um, yeah, no. Um, well, her known for kind of sucks. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave, Glass, Carol, which is fine. There's but, nothing wrong. Well, but she's not. You know what? She's not one Anybody of the two leads. That's...
1: I will throw this out in her defense though, that she has American Horror, uh, American Horror Story, Twelve Years a Slave, Glass, and Carol in the top four. She's all over the place, which is kind of fantastic.
0: But would you say? Shows, any of these are definitive Sarah Paulson? Like it's like they're basically saying like, oh yeah, she's a supporting player, and you'll remember other like like the posters. There's not one Sarah Paulson face on any of these.
1: I, I mean, Ron is pro. I'm trying to think of anything prior to this that she's done where she was the lead in um yeah unfortunately uh, her
0: her time is like uh this fall with uh her doing the the nurse ratchet like uh prequel <laughs> show and so it's like she's got a thing did... <laughs> abusive caretaker
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, the there's not a huge uh stretch between run and that thing on netflix that, like yeah, that seems very better,
0: that thing on netflix <laughs> um,
1: should that be the name of all of their
0: shows now might as well um yeah in particular like that seems to be the way people talk about it and unfortunately i'd say run it may be the same thing although it, maybe it has a decency to be on hulu <laughs> where, <laughs> where it can maybe stick out a little bit I, I don't know.
1: You know, if there was ever a tagline for the back of a VHS box, the decency to be on Hulu.
0: <laughs> well, we can I say that. That's it. We can say that now before it becomes the like you know PG thirteen version of Disney Plus before it's folded in. You know, while it still has Atlanta and it's always sunny. You know, repeats it, uh, being broadcast as you, I guess, as it were, now on Hulu. Uh, it's for the adults, but. Um, no,
1: it's it's the ex girlfriend that I keep going back to. That I I, I don't really like her that much, mm. but there's usually something that she has or something that reminds me that oh I need to go back to her. And then I hang out with her for a month or so, and then it's okay. I I need to call this quits. I started so, to know, break what... up
0: with Stars today, and uh...
1: <laughs> Stars does not want to be broken up with. No, because I, I... Eight, six months for like eight dollars or something. Okay, that's so you that. get the
0: same thing. So I I yeah. what happens is my uh, I get dinged on my card. And I'm like, I'm paying nine bucks for stars. I'm like, fuck that. And I, it always makes me wonder, like, why have I been doing that? And then I realize, oh, no, I haven't. I've just caught that first month after the promo pricing. <laughs> I hit the cancel button and they're like, so you want to stay for like a buck 50 a month for the next six months? And I'm like, of course, stars. That's that's incredibly reasonable and fair of you. And, you know, come July 2021, if we're you know, all still here, um, <laughs> I will be dinged for another like 9.53 and we'll go, we'll do the whole song and dance again. But I, of, I like their aggressive uh, practices. I do.
1: But I, I will say that out of all of the paid services that I've had like that, they have one of my, one of the deepest benches for just random films that I really enjoy. They have a really good selection of oddball 70s stuff. So next to probably Canopy, but that's free. So
0: that's how we uh, watched uh, Blue Collar. Was it not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's a strange one. Um, For the most part, you know, what they're pushing on stars is like uh, 90s TNT movies. Like, (laughs) you know, and I, it's comfort food uh, to me to some degree. I wish they would stop pushing their stars original series on me. But um, yeah, the,
1: the one with the strippers is the one that I always I haven't watched yet. So,
0: <laughs> and stars never learns like that's going to stay that way. Um Okay. Run. No, have, sorry. Back, back there, I have tried Sarah to Paulson. get us to Sarah Paulson. And this is like one thing where I'm actually like, yes, I would love to talk about her. But as I'm looking at her filmography to answer your question, yes, it probably is this most recent thing that I watched like a couple weeks ago where I'm like, I like the cut of her jib. She's <laughs> abusing this child uh it's, for God a decade, it, you, over a decade. You,
1: beat me to the punch when you texted me. Saying, <laughs> you just want to talk about, you know, your, your deep feelings for Sarah Paulson. Um, I was like, Oh good. He'll go into it and her career will have some starting point for this. And then I'll just hit him with the, no, it was because she was abusing a child. No, that, that's exactly what it, you just put it right. Well, there. So...
0: Cause I have to be honest. I'm looking at a filmography and I'm like, Nope, I don't think this is some sort of deep seated crush and infatuation I've had. I forgot she was in 12 years of slave. Uh she was in a movie called Blue Jay I liked with Mark Duplass.
1: I yeah, thought... she she was in Mud. It's a great movie. I'd completely forgotten about her there. I don't even know if I knew who she was at that time.
0: You've offended someone on Twitter, I don't know who of exactly, course. but uh I don't know. Yeah, I I think this is a good one for this time period, especially in the uh the the COVID uh holiday season. Yes. Uh it makes you question like, do you really need to spend more time with your family or or not? How about no? <laughs> stay safe. Stay isolated and away from from these freaks, from these people. Uh it it okay, this is like an impressive movie for me in a different way because I have no idea why this lead character played by Sarah Paulson feels or does the things that she, she will end up doing to this poor girl. <laughs> because I think the opening or, you know, an early scene is her at some sort of like, uh, empty nesters, like therapy yeah. session or something. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of, uh, it has
1: that fight club. Vibe to it,
0: yeah, and it it feels like you know why would this character even spend her time doing this? We're just gonna do some do do an information dump <laughs> on the viewers, and she <laughs> expresses all the things that are logical, like goodness, I've had to care for this. Uh, creature from like, you know, from birth and, you know, it's, it's just been hell. And now I get to have time to myself. I can travel and do all this. And, you know, why would I feel, uh, concerned that my, my daughter that's intelligent, she's gonna go off to college. She'll be great. She'll be fine. And now, uh, I'll be great as well. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Now I know that's not the direction the movie's gonna go, right. but it's impressive to me that I hung with the movie for the entirety of the runtime because <laughs> What she puts out there as part of her, like, song and dance um is this false narrative is everything I actually feel as far as, <laughs> yes, that's why I don't have children.
1: You believed the lie and wanted the lie to be so real. Yes. That you were willing to, all the reality of it, she's <laughs> shooting Pat Healy. <laughs> Just going,
0: Every nah. time I see Pat Healy, I'm like, hey, I talked to that guy was pretty great. I don't remember in what context we talked to him. I don't know what movie it was. Uh, he shows up a lot. He was. Uh, did you ever watch? I'm sure you did. The the innkeepers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's I watched the movie.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I always enjoy his presence. Uh. More. Even more so, knowing that he's a man that Julian Moore just like. Freak the fuck out on that was poor Pat Healy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ma'am, I'm just trying to fill your prescription here. Uh, don't need a PTA monologue at this point. Um, yeah, so I want to know your viewpoint though, because you're you're uh, uh, you know I assume not a Sarah Paulson like parent. Maybe more middle ground where you care very deeply for your children, but yeah. not yeah. enough to <laughs> where you want them under lock and key for the uh, the entirety of their lifespan.
1: Um it is the <laughs> between the two polar sides that we see of her in this film where there's the good, get the fuck out of here. I've been more worried about, you know, changing your diaper for the last 20 years. I'm good riddance and I'm going to murder you. If you think about leaving me. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess I do fall somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. That's good. Um, good which so is just far. normal parenting. <laughs> I assume. Um, I mean this is really you could probably lay this movie over misery if you started playing yeah. them at the same time in a uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz kind of way, and they're gonna line up really well, I think, together.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think in that comparison to misery, do we ever ever once think that James Conn deserves his plight? Because you obviously are not gonna do that. Wait, with wait, a wait. Child. You think the child deserves this No, plight? no, no. I was gonna say you're you're never going to think that about a child, okay. but also like just trying to be like, well, he had it coming, which I, you know, I love to do vanilla sky. I think Tom Cruise <laughs> deserves to have his face smashed, but because <laughs> Cameron Diaz did bring him chicken soup and sex when he was sick. Uh, talking about pre COVID times. Although I probably would do that for Tom Cruise as well. Uh, I actually got sent a text from Dave that said a gift uh, in the holiday season, and it was like uh, one of those like trashy uh, UK like tabloid papers, like the mm-hmm. Sun or something. And the uh, headline was, <laughs> "With the picture, it shows a very angry Tom Cruise." The Sun exclusive: Raging Tom Cruise <laughs> warns film crew, "They're fucking gone if COVID rules are broken." And it's like this glorious—I guess they call it—audio rant where Tom Cruise is going around the set, like measuring if people are like six feet apart and masked. <laughs> And I'm thinking, could there be, could he be more of an American hero? And I'm like, he just impresses me every day with his intensity. I think I had a question about misery in there. I'll answer it. Uh, when I thought back to misery, no, I can't think of one point that I actually thought James Concon deserves this at all. So um, I was kind of hoping there would be that sort of differentiation between the two, but I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think Kathy Bates is probably more... Uh, charming than Sarah Paulson's character. She's uh, yeah. more humorous. I know I'm only forty pages into your book, but. well what? Nothing. I don't know, I don't know. What is? What's it? ridiculous? Who am I to make a criticism to someone like you?
1: It's all right. I can take it.
0: Well, it's brilliantly written, but then everything you write is brilliant. Pretty rough stuff. Though. The swearing, Paul.
1: There, I said it. The, uh, the
0: profanity bothers you.
1: It has no nobility.
0: These are slum kids. I, I was a slum kid. Everybody talks like that. They do not. What do you think I say when I go to the feed store in town? Oh now, Wally, give me a bag of that effing pig feed and ten pounds that bitchly cow corn? And in the bank, do I tell Mrs. Bollinger, oh, here's one big bastard of a check. Give me some of your Christing money? There, look there!
1: See what you made me do. Oh, Paul, I'm sorry. I'm so
0: sorry. Oh, sometimes I get so worked up. Can you ever forgive me?
1: You, uh, yes, there you go. There's not a lot of humor, um, from Sarah Paulson in this film. I, and I think that it gets close to that in the you know final act where it does get pretty absurd and it gets really, and it, and it owns that it's totally fine with becoming this real schlocky film in the end. And I can imagine that sort of landing not working for everybody, but I really do feel like this is the ending the filmmakers wanted to make. And Sarah Paulson just goes full on <laughs> insane batshit crazy in the last reel of this film. And I love it. I, I think her performance here is phenomenal. Um Not on Kathy Bates level, probably um, where it's not going to have that. I, I guess it never, Misery never gets trashy enough that you could still give it awards. Um, but I that doesn't mean that Sarah Paulson's work here is any less impressive. I think it's great. So it's just we don't reward stuff like this. It's kinda I think it's the same way that people think of like Blowout or Carrie or yeah. you know, all the De Palma films where they're just too trashy to really get that what, regard until what twenty was years it later.
0: About Kathy Bates winning an Oscar for that part. Like it's impressive to me. Like I mean she yeah. she made a Definitive impression. I mean, she's a type one film. Like you, you could probably, that's her
1: first film role, right?
0: Oh God. Um,
1: I'm pretty sure that before that she'd only done theater.
0: So she was pretty much an unknown
1: prior to Um, that one.
0: I mean, she, yeah, she's fantastic anyway, but I'm just impressed that from once the Academy went with, uh, this is going to be like a landmark character, like in, in the realm of film. And yes, it's a genre piece, uh, but we're going to reward that for, you know, instead of going with something more, more safe. And uh, I mean, certainly, and I, I guess uh, it was the same for one flew over the cuckoo's nest with yeah. the the nurse that Sarah Paulson is now going to play for three seasons before <laughs> it's canceled on Netflix. But you're right. Something like run that was originally going to be a, I think a theatrical release before COVID um, this would have been a blip that maybe some genre fans would have, light uh it's probably far more successful than it went straight to streaming but you're mm-hmm. watching you're, you're never once thinking like i wonder if sarah possum to get nominated for this and if you are you're you're an <laughs> asshole <laughs> film blogger <laughs> i'm not saying you're wrong necessarily i'm just you're, you're wasting everyone's clicks and you know you're then, wasting everyone's clicks
1: but then it's i, I don't know I, I i appreciate when someone does take that and legitimize that take. And I, because I do agree with it, I mean, I wouldn't say it. it's never going to happen obviously, but I do appreciate that kind of writing on something like this. Cause it, it's a, her performance is just as good as anything else this year. Um, it stands toe to toe with any of, you know, it's a really strong performance. And so I'm okay with that particular hot take as opposed to writing about the same 10 performances Um, that's why when people's best of lists at the end of the year, if it's the exact same movies that everybody else is talking about and just in a different order, it's fucking boring. I want to see some, I I appreciate the Quentin Tarantino saying the, oh God, what was it? The Denzel Washington train movie was one of the best movies of the last 10 years.
0: Still never watched that. Uh, was that Tony Scott's last movie?
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Was that this last one?
0: I don't, I can't remember the timeline. Like I'm trying to remember when that one
1: was it that or. Was it the one um, with the girl that was the bodyguard that was written by the same guy, the Donnie Darko guy,
0: Domino? Uh, And that was Domino. Yeah, was that his last? Two thousands. I think the train one came after. Okay. Um, This is this is very much just us. Uh, The old (laughs) man. (laughs) old-time movie radio hour god damn it sorry (laughs) try to
1: you're you're right the reference points that we make on this this fucking thing is too high there's too much shit to
0: to tag Uh, (laughs) unstoppable came out in 2010 domino 2005 and he did uh pass away uh he did die in 2012 so i'm thinking that's likely um that's that sounds right then yeah and, yeah, uh, clearly I'm a shit, because I'm like, wow, Quentin Tarantino says it's one of the best movies of uh, this century. And I love Tony Scott, his last film. Well, it's been <laughs> 10 years. So maybe I should get around to watching it, because you know, Chris mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but, yeah, those conversations are more interesting. Um, his love of anything else, sort of forgotten mm-hmm. Woody Allen, Christina Ritchie movie, which I also just watched this year, and I had a blast with it. So there is some merit to that and there's some merit to us doing five minutes on mank and we like <laughs> got nothing so anyway run
1: <laughs> well and it's to me it's more fun to talk about something like run um where i don't have anything to say about manc yeah it's it's really fucking good it looks great it's written great you know i mean a movie that if the end of it it's reminding me that i need to pick up the upton sinclair book that i've been putting off for the last 15 mm. years and read it finally if you know
0: chris we just got paul thomas
1: anderson
0: what's that we just got past the trump years put it back down you you missed your window you had four years (laughs) it's over man it's time for happier material sunnier things
1: I mean, if the film, film adaptation of that, the light version of it, is the Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> that just that joy fest, um, then, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I just do need to put it off.
0: I remember you when Inherent Vice came out. Didn't you read the novel before?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You just make this too hard on yourself. Too difficult. <laughs>
1: Uh, You know, that is strange. It's with with his work, specifically, if he's adapting something, I am curious, like, what gets his head going? What makes him decide to do the next thing? So, unlike Fincher, where the source material, the things he's drawing inspiration from, they just, they confound me. I don't understand it. At least with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, he's pulling from good sources.
0: Just finished uh, Panic Room right before our Skype call. Which i been not hundred
1: percent of the time
0: i had uh I'd been watching it in pieces, and it's one the, it's one of the things cr-
1: great credit scene
0: I love that love the the font Love the floating mm-hmm. yeah um yeah Jared Leto's name has never been more appealing to me uh seeing it <laughs> on so like oh great this guy um actually gonna i uh, you know i'm gonna i'll i'll take the the bait here uh much preferred that to Mank. much preferred that I was like this hmm. is fun. Make yeah. is an old guy in a bed, just like droning on and on, <laughs> and these poor attractive women that have to tend to his genius and his needs. And it's it was veering a little bit in that territory where I guess I guess I just like Fincher dealing with scumbags. <laughs> you, know, you mentioned <laughs> Gone Girl, which Ben Affleck is a scumbag of a different sort—not a serial killer, but um, you know him him kind of working off his his father's. Uh, passion for this particular story. Uh, and it does have this strange sort of glow to it. This optimism that kind of made me sure. uncomfortable with Fincher. Like, I think it's going to be interesting huh. when his career is done that it's like, that's going to be sort of an outlier. Um,
1: no, nah, it'll fall. No, I think there's going to, I think it'll fall on the Benjamin button side of things.
0: Ooh, that's not a side you want to be on Chris.
1: It's not, I'm not saying, but it's Come not to that the panic. It's an outlier, that there will to the end Dwight Yoakum
0: fest. That is my world. <laughs> Raul. Played by Dwight Yoakam. Love it. God, it's fantastic. You know, you
1: give me the choice between Panic Room and Benjamin Mutton, I'm definitely going Panic Room (laughs) side of things. Uh,
0: Brevity wins out yet again. (laughs) What did you think of, uh, speaking of directors, uh, Anish uh, Shaganti? I think I have that name right uh sure i watched you know right before the call along with finishing panic room i'm like oh, i need to pull up a youtube video where someone interviews this guy because i do not
1: <laughs> searching i think was the first movie right yeah
0: yeah and no. that's that's a movie kind of like run where i'm like eh. so i've that seen that before
1: the, that was pre-pandemic times mm. that was when i think that one did actually have a theatrical I release it did pretty and did well, it, it i don't remember but i know it got a ton of rave reviews from kind of the genre fans, mm. but I don't remember it going beyond that really. I think it mm. found its its audience in that way, but then it just, it's not something that people talk about anymore in run. I think, I don't know what will in five years will people still talk about run? I don't know, but it's sure as hell seems like a lot of people saw it in the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. I think what I've seen from this guy as a director is that he takes a, a hook that isn't the most original thing like you know that's okay well especially copying and pasting yeah but with searching i i mean i remember seeing those trailers and i was i I didn't see it until there were some raves that came in because it was just like another fucking browser screen sharing movie (laughs) where we're just staring at john cho's face and he's confused as he's pulling up tabs and I'm like, I've seen a better version of that before, and it's on a Skype call with you where your, you know, your camera moved when you actually had your, <laughs> your webcam on. <laughs> Talk about a mystery, you know, as it tried to, to focus on random things going on behind you. <laughs> um, but, you know, to his credit, what he's done is in both of these things, like we mentioned, misery, you can have that feeling of like, yeah, 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 I've seen a movie like that before. Uh, but once you're in it, like, he, I think he, like, controls the pace incredibly well. Like, mm-hmm. enough to where he's in and out, and, you know, I'm a fan of 90-minute movies, so you have that with, <laughs> with Run. Uh, but also, just in... You know, and I don't think there's a spoiler. I don't think that there's anything necessarily that happens in either Searching or Run that is, like, this huge game-changing twist to it. Right, And I, especially with Run, I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate there's not... Some huge reveal on why Sarah Paulson is the way she is. Because. No.
1: The, re- the reveal is that the movie's really a lot more trashy than you probably thought it was yes. in the beginning. That's all.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was titillating to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm looking at IMDb here. Apparently, Kathy Bates was in this movie.
0: Kathy Bates is in this? Is she the voice or something?
1: I have oh no no. no. Her character uh, I had those the things reversed. There's a character named Kathy Bates in the movie. Uh Sharon Bayer plays uh somebody called Kathy Bates. So they're apparently clearly aware of what they're doing here.
0: Yeah, and I, I think they make a reference to uh Derry Maine. like so I think they're you know, there's the a yeah. tip of the cap. Well,
1: okay, there there is one thing I and I'm glad this came back to me right now. I do want to talk about um an overcomplication in this film. out of everything that happens here is only one thing that bothered me. Um, it's when the daughter has the, it's the James calm moment where, you know, crawling across the floor and Mm. trying to have, instead of turning the penguin the right way, um, she's breaking a window using a soldering iron for Mm. some reason, instead of just carrying something heavy that doesn't need to be plugged in. And that's the whole point behind it. Did, did that strike you as an odd choice? Um, that seemed unnecessary. Mm.
0: No, I just felt like, the well, the characters are smarter than me. I'm like, kids are bright. You know, they, they've seen Home Alone. They've got all sorts of crazy things, all sorts of crazy tools. Whereas I think you and I, as fucking cavemen, or like brute force, hit that hard, like <laughs> pick up heavy object. Uh, but no, it, it legitimately didn't cross my mind. I did think you're going to have some answering to do to mother when she gets home. I was like, this is not, you know, unlike the, the penguin venture, uh, we're, we're not trying for... Um, any sort of spy craft this, <laughs> this, this attempt uh, but I, I you know run as I mentioned the pace uh, earlier um, once they start to raise the stakes I don't think there's unlike Misery I don't think there's ever any pullback based on the the way that the Paulson character is no. different from Kathy Bates her fandom and that is you know she goes back and forth on out of like no no I'm I genuinely love you uh, and then has these explosions, whereas Sarah Paulson, yeah, I guess it's all misconstrued love that uh, is it Munchausen's syndrome, or yeah, I don't know Munchausen what you call Chausen it now. by proxy. Yeah, um, I you know I I guess, but she's pretty much who she is. She's I think she's fully formed and comfortable with her decision making. <laughs> whereas what I will say about Kathy Bates and misery is I do think that. Well, she has that great scene where she, she obviously questions herself because she, she pulls out the gun and says something effective like, uh, I loaded this. And then just looks <laughs> at the gun and says, I'm having a bad day and walks out of the room. I, it, that,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> there's, there's a certain theatricality <laughs> to the to the Kathy Bates uh, character of Misery that is missing and run, but it wouldn't make too much fucking sense for a mother-daughter relationship for her to... to yeah, if
1: if Sarah Paulson walked into her daughter's room <laughs> drunk one night talking about maybe killing herself because of her dead husband, I don't think that would really play as well in this
0: one. I don't know. You know,
1: I, I've de- I've definitely had conversations with both of my sons at this point that are wildly inappropriate. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't think they. I've had anything that'll say, "Wow, I'm never drinking."
0: it may be speaking more to how I enjoy having my ego stroke that there are times when I'm watching misery. You know what I am. I'm going to come back around and say, maybe James Conn deserved a little bit of this. He's a little <laughs> bit of an ingrate uh, about a situation. Someone come in and say, he's, to, not, he's
1: not appreciative of what's going on.
0: You're, you have a, a genius mind, sir. And just like every utterance that comes out of your mouth is gold. And I, <laughs> I want to be in the front row and I want to just have this firsthand experience of this to witness your creation what comes out of your your brain and you know he's complaining about the food he's trying to squirrel away his pills and you know he's he's flipping her off when she's out tending to the pigs and all this it's just it's unbecoming james con
1: <laughs> there you go i think we we finally got the hot take that nobody <laughs> was looking for on misery <laughs> james con <Caan>, ungrateful bastard <laughs>
0: All I'm saying, Chris, is if there was someone that loved our podcast so much and like pulled me out of a a vehicle in the snow and then started just playing back all of my takes and like I don't know weeping <laughs> or getting aroused based on what I said, talking about how okay. great i am how How long do you think, Chris, I would allow myself to be air quotes captured by just <laughs> staying in this bed and breakfast
1: and... um in knowing you off mic slightly <laughs> ever so slightly, um, you get uncomfortable when anybody knows the sort of timeline of our shows. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to say if your wife asked you a question about something that happened on one of your many podcasts you would probably be uncomfortable with that so (laughs) if you had the super fan kidnapping you i think that would be a fucking nightmare to you Mm. just even talking to you about it
0: okay so maybe what you're saying i'm not man enough for kathy bates and misery no but i am man enough you
1: are you are man enough for sarah paulson and run
0: well, you you made it cleaner. I was gonna say Kathy Bates and about Schmidt. I am mad enough for that. <laughs> for that fucking hot tub. ah, oh, that that is a sexy scene. Absolutely right. Just seeing everything everything's just floating right there, right, <laughs> under, right underneath the surface.
1: The the hot tub's making up for what you know cruel gravity had done a long time ago. So it's a wonderful thing. Great scene.
0: Technology is a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost forty minutes. Throw a clip in. There we go. And
1: we finally got to. Couldn't talk about Kathy Bates for more than five minutes without getting into her one nude scene.
0: <laughs> uh, I bet uh, Anish Chaganti is glad I learned how to pronounce his name halfway right, so I could kind of breeze by his movie and then get to Kathy Bates' nudie, which is where I want to be. Merry Christmas.
1: That's projecting tone.
0: Have you here? I watch your show all the time. Well, thank you very much. I am a huge fan of yours, and this is very exciting for me because I was a huge fan of the first Bad Santa film. I'm thinking, how could they outdo themselves the first time? And then they add Kathy Bates to the cast, and that yeah. really is the answer right there. Thank you. And you play Willie's uh, mother. I do, Sunny Soap. And yeah. it's sort of like the moment when Sigourney Weaver sees the mother alien. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not a great mother. Not a great mother. No, no. no. She's very. Uh, she's foul mouth. She's a very on PC. She's an old biker chick. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think
0: we had to beep you three times in the clip. I know. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking, I was back safe saying, oh gee, can I say that now on TV? I was like, nah, I don't think so. But uh, it's kind of nice because we actually sort of see where Billy's character became Billy's character because you see a mother like this and, yes. and the scene we saw that's you guys sort of getting drunk in a van together. That must have been a fun scene to shoot. Yeah, we loved it. We actually did one take with the pink dildo, which was a lot of fun. And, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it kind of takes poking fun to the, the nth degree. Yeah. You know, and uh, but we, we bonded kind of as a mother and a son, which we yeah.
1: hadn't up to, you know, earlier in the and movie. And
0: now I think the nice thing, too, is now whenever I see a pink dildo, I'll think of Christmas. <laughs> honey if you're lucky you (laughs) might get one in your stock
1: (laughs)